Welcome back to another episode of With Sonar. I'm your host, Luke Velasco, of course, joined by my co-host, Kyle Taylor. We've got a fantastic lineup for you today. Don't forget, we will be going on later in the episode. We will have a special guest, the president of a very, very respectable trucking company. So stay tuned for that. We'll come, in, come back to you in just a minute. But right now, uh, Kyle, I think we've got some interesting things to talk about here with uh, what's going on with the, uh, with the pipeline situation. I hope you're not talking about my sales pipeline because my managers are going to be eating me up again. Um, no, Brad, Joel, if you're looking at this, don't worry. Pipeline is in order. No, but the Colonial Pipeline. The Colonial Pipeline. The Nina, the Penta, the Santa Maria. They, that's they right. all came over and they decided to uh, have a little bit of issues with their cybersecurity. No, cybersecurity. So, what do you? Th they wouldn't even know. I don't even know what cybersecurity is. Who am I? So funny me? thing is, I didn't even know about it until I actually had a prospect reach out to me on Sunday and said, like, "Hey, can you send me some information about what's going on? Because uh, is I, is this going to have an issue with capacity?" I was like, "What? What, what are you talking, what are you talking about? about? And I looked into it and I was like, "Oh, ransomware! Did yeah. not see that coming." No, so so if you guys had, uh, if you've looked at our, been on our website, John Kingston, our our diesel market expert, our our editor at large, I think is what he has his title as in his signature. <laughs> Funny to to bring that up, but so what what's actually happened is that there's been a, this huge cybersecurity risk and there's a ransomware, and so now we're having issues and outages in the southeast. I believe Racetrack has reported. About 65 outages as of uh, as of this morning. Lowe's has reported um, three facilities. Flying J has reported um, two facilities. Really, to be focused towards the southeast. Right. Very so much on the southeast. Not really hitting across the board, but it also just like capacity, we have seen diesel and gasoline prices really yes. starting to to. to not skyrocket, but start to increase, and this is definitely, only definitely inching up a little bit. And this isn't going to help, uh, especially here in the southeast, where gas prices tend to be a little bit lower than they are in other parts of the country, particularly the northeast, you know, uh, west coast there. Um, so we, we will start to see that trickle in a little bit. Uh, now, it, it, it's interesting though. Um, there was a certain job posting that uh, came up not long ago, right? Yeah, you know, daybook.com had a, a recent job posting uh, for some company out of the Alpharetta, Georgia, manager of cybersecurity. <laughs> and if you can guess who that job was for, you would be right, the Colonial Pipeline. So just in time, um, don't want to, hey, listen, they got a lot of issues going on. I better mean, late I, than never, right? Yeah, better late than never. But always, uh, always welcome the trolls after you see a... Uh, well, looks like we are now going to take this serious. We now, should probably hire someone. If I if I recall correctly, the the hacking group that that actually hacked the Colonial Pipeline later issued a statement that they were sorry that they had disrupted the flow of of I guess people or consumers that much. They said they meant to just get a quick payment from this. They didn't actually mean to hurt anybody. And now that the trickle down effect is ha having such a big effect here in the southeast, I guess. They feel a little remorse. I don't know. It, I think it's actually pretty hilarious that a, uh, you know, some a ransomware or some, you know, black market, whatever you want to call them, um, said, you know what, we're going to put out a statement. Yeah. Guys, I'm really sorry. Thank you for your money. Did not think that uh, we were going to disrupt the complete uh, flow of fuel coming into the southeast. So, lo siento. Our bad. <laughs> So, Mea culpa. But, yeah, like <laughs> it, it's it's kind of insane, but uh, but no. So it's that's actually just throwing a, a couple wrenches into this whole. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at you know we're coming into or not really coming into, but 
April being a very soft marketplace for, for the United States. If we're looking at tender volumes, really demand starting to, to, to lower down. But additionally, this has been what we've called out. There's always something. Always something. There's always something going on. That's why, you know, Sonar being what it is, just the most up-to-date, real-time market intel out in the market right now, it, when it comes down to being, you know, in most real-time, you're not going to see this in the rate for another couple of weeks. And that's really yeah. going to be really focused on the southeast region as well. So you're really not going to see a lot of things until those invoices start to go out. And so that's right. where this becomes extremely important. And as we prepare for hurricane season. Hurricane season is coming up. I thought hurricane season was over. But you're from Florida. Is it, is it, is it ever over? It's never over. But yeah. no, okay. it's, it's never over. Clearly didn't catch the reference from my guy Luke over here. No, I didn't. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, there's always seems to be something going on. But so so what else do we got? What should we transition here? Well, okay. So here's the thing, right? Um, you know, there you know people can they might want to listen to us a little bit longer. Um, but you know, we've got when, when you have an ace up your sleeve here who's ready to jump on the call with you, you have to bring them in. So please welcome the president of BCB Transport, Rick Larkin. Rick, thanks for joining us today. And by the way. For those watching, can we can we give a little bit of love in the comments here to Rick's background and like the whole studio setup he's got going on there? It's fantastic. If no, that doesn't deserve a like, that. I don't know what does. Glad to be here. <laughs> Y'all doing okay? Oh, we're doing fantastic. I mean, another day in another day of life, you know, living in paradise. So tell us a little bit about BCB and kind of how you got to be sitting in front of a camera. Like, how what was that transition like? Yeah, you know, so we opened up back in March of 2011. Uh, no trucks, no drivers. Uh, Brian Brzezowski, my business partner, and I. And uh, um, here we are just a little over 10 years later. We're uh, a little over 300 trucks, uh, about $35 million in brokerage. And, and you know, this part right here, this came about about two and a half years ago when we we had to find a way to get in front of our drivers, had to find a better way to communicate to uh, to our folks on safety um, and, and that's really what it came through. And then, you know, came Sonar, and then came, you know, taking some of the information and sharing it with your customers, much like we do our drivers. So it's a, been a pretty cool thing. Uh, you know, I, I have, you know, have learned to, to wear another hat or two, and that, and that hat would be to, to try to be like a, a TV person. I don't even know what you call it. What, what do you call it? A video, a VJ from MTV, you know, <laughs> to, to be somebody else in the morning because at 7.15, I... I become Sir Rick, and and that's who I am on the show. I don't play the owner at that point. I play uh, I play Sir Rick, and and my job to share information and and get us ready and get us excited for safety. Oh, wow. you're the you're the anchor now. Okay, yeah. you know you're. There you go. <laughs> you're the, that's you're what the BCV Transport Live anchor. All right. Awesome. Um, so how did this all stem? So was it all just to try to get a little bit more information to your drivers, or was it more customer specific that this whole production kind of began? Yeah. It was always, so if, if you can, so we, we're on steroids now. I mean, our studio is really done. It has, and I know you can't see, but we have like real studio lights up here. We have three cameras. It's, it's crazy, but before in the same room, we had a desk with microphones, wires everywhere. Um, and Dave Dover and myself uh, started off just kind of talking to each other. We had Bob in our safety department, uh, you know, kind of, kind of talking as well. Um, and just trying to use the weather and stuff to get get better, just to get some kind of information to your drivers uh, on pre-trips, on posts, on accidents, on anything to, to get them involved with safety. That's fantastic, Rick. Love that story. Um, now, Rick, I guess, uh, you know, you there, there's been a lot going on in the market right now. It's been extremely volatile. We, we know that. Um, 
And something that I think is of uh, on a lot of people's minds as we head into the summer months here is, you know, what what does tomorrow hold? What what is what is what is what's going to happen tomorrow? And obviously, we don't know for certain. But are there things that you're looking at to help give some type of indicator or signal as to to help prepare you for what's likely to happen? Yeah. So uh, so so I'm just going to I'm going to share this with you right here. It's your data. Hey, I love the sonar data, by the way. Y'all do a great job. On, on giving a lot of data. Man, there's a lot of information. But here's what uh, here's what I tell our customers, here's what I tell our sales, everybody, is that you gotta go back and kind of discover when the new norm was. And for me, that new norm happened somewhere here around August the 14th through the August the 22nd. To me, those are the only historical numbers that we can really use today. We can't go back, right? We can't use last year. We can't even use the year before the year before that. You've got to go back somewhere. And again, for me, I use that August 14th to the August the 22nd because that's when the new norm started happening. And what you find, whether it's your outbound tender rejections, your inbound tender, your haul, is when it comes to pricing, I just tell you what I do. I try to find the period between August the 14th and current that kind of talks in 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 the haul, in the in the inbound tender rejections, outbound tender. You know, what's going on in that certain city? I try to find the most similar time. And the cool thing is, is almost every time. So, you know, it's data, right? But you can really find um, some consistency in the pricing on what happened during that period and what's happening right now. And again, you know, the challenge, I think, on that is data is, is you know, what does data mean? And, and for the trucking companies or or brokers, whoever that is, their data has to be good. Y'all know that, right? I mean, yep. if your data is junk, then this doesn't mean anything. So this starts meaning a lot more when you're pricing, when, you're, when your data is consistent to, to what you're using in your TMS system. No, that, that's phenomenal. And so when you, when you notice that norm, you know, was it more pricing started to stabilize? Was it you guys kind of went through new bids? What what else kind of went into that? Hey, this is about where I think normal is going to be. So so normal to me is I look at it two ways. The uh, the number one thing I use for pricing is is we use our historical data on our trucking side to make sure where do we need to be at? Because I think trucking and brokerage are two different animals, meaning you know where you are on trucking right now. Every trucking company should know how they're doing with their own data you know, do they need a rate increase? How are they going to get that rate increase? Um, and then use your data here to help back into that. You know, what does the market say that lane's getting? I know you have um, some new information as well that kind of tells you, um, that, that tells a trucking company on a bid perspective, it says, here's what you're getting. Here's what we see everybody else is getting. Um, I think it's just, you know, when you look at your own data on the asset side, you, you know, what do you need to get to where you're going? You know, and everybody else, everybody has got that magic number. Where do you want to get going to? Um, for us, that magic number, I, I won't share it. It's $6,100 a week per truck of line haul revenue. That's the standard we live on. About $120 an hour is also how we measure it. When it comes to the brokerage side, let's, let's face it. You want to just use this to try to give you the best idea on what to price today. We're not doing any bids on our broker side. We're not, we're not touching them. We may go out 30 days, but that's as far out on the broker side that we'll go because this market is so volatile. Yeah. 
I like that, Rick. And I think you're spot on there. You know, there's a couple things there. Obviously, a big one sounds like, you know, number one is establishing or identifying when that new norm happens and just accepting the fact that, like, listen, this is where we are right now. These are the parameters we have to work in and we need to pivot inside of as opposed to like, okay, when it comes back down here, we'll do this. Right. Or when it gets to this level, we'll do this. It's kind of like, okay, who cares about all that? If that happens, great. But for right now, this is where we are. This is how we're going to act to make the most of it. And I love those goals. I think they're fantastic. Uh, you're spot on there. You, you've got you've got real tangible goals there on the asset side, as well as you know you you kind of know where you fit right now to make the most of the brokerage side. Um, what's what would you say is like is there is there a next phase kind of in this new normal? Would you say right? Is there a next phase for doing longer term bids, or is this just kind of saying like, hey, like those don't have a place right now in this market, or at least not at scale? Let's call it. So so I think that. To me, there's okay. Let's. I mean, my belief is really this: at the end of the day, there is a way to get rid of that spot market, mm-hmm. and that's to pay the carriers more money today. You may not like it, but if you want to get rid of the spot market, you've got to take that that freight off. You've got to pay carriers a little bit north, right? A little bit more than what they're doing, so they can take more freight. And I'm not saying this is the answer, but once that freight comes off the spot market for 60 days, hey, let's face it, it will start to normalize itself. Because the the broker or the trucking companies that can broker freight out, listen, we're going to make a lot of money during those 60 days. But after that, it will start to ride itself out. Um, You know, that's one strategy I would say, you know, it it will probably never happen. But I do believe with my whole heart is that if you if the shippers got together, I mean, I guess they're not allowed to probably do that. But if they could get together and say, hey, let's give all of this spot market freight to these trucking companies, all of our asset base. Let them broker it out for a little while. It's going to clear up that spot market. It will clear it up because it takes all that that 315 a mile freight off. You're paying 275. And if guess what? If we have 275 a mile on freight, we're not going to broker it out for 315. We're going to start to normalize that spot market freight is what would happen. But, you know, it's uh, it's just a funny market. I don't you know, I don't know what you all believe, but. I, I say it all the time because it hasn't changed yet. It's still 12 to 14 months. I don't see how this market can change. And at the end of the day, is August the 14th, August the 22nd, is that the new norm? And it may be. Yeah. I mean, I we mean, changed our habits as, as, sh- as, as, as people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I almost take it from the looking back at after that halt or that snowstorm. That's a whole new norm for me because we had the softening effect that came in right at, you know, February-ish, right at the end of January. And so how did you, you know, would you agree with that? Or is that, do you see those two scenarios from August to, you know, just after that big snowstorm where where all of Texas completely shut down? Because on your chart, you're looking at Fort Worth. So it's a it's a great chart to kind of see that end of your holiday season kind of slow down to that peak that's right behind your head, which is, you know, that massive boom of demand right Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, you know that. Uh, so it's it's uh, you know we kind of do the same thing here. I but you know I think when you go back and you look at the at the uh, at the whole, you're going to see a lot of the same trends between August and even that snowstorm. Now that snowstorm it changed everything we did here in Texas. That that ice and everything. Let me tell you. So for a trucking company, I mean it changed it so bad. I mean we lost 1.5 million dollars of revenue that week. I'll give you an example. We normally run out of Dallas to other states, you know, outside of Texas, 
170, 175 loads a week going somewhere else. We ran four or five that week. That was it. And you can imagine what happened. But but what but again, to your point, is that man, did it ever change? Because in the next almost 10 weeks, I think, to the day, to the week, we've been able to capture that entire bit of revenue back. Would you have ever have thought that? And that kind of goes to your point that after that period, rates went out of the roof, it capacity changed, you know, completely. And in 10 weeks, and that's never happened. When have you ever been able to really go out and capture money that's been lost? Never. But we did it during that 10 weeks following the storm. Yeah. What a Absolutely time amazing. To, what a time to be alive. What a time to be set, set up so right. And so one other thing that we've kind of been looking at is that there's such a this, – this whole 2020 to 2021 has been a demand side issue. There's just been a massive increase in, in – Demand for trucks, demand for food, demand for, we're seeing fuel, we're seeing all these demand side issues where there's just not enough. Demand for my Xbox. Oh, that's a, that's a lie. Demand for, for Luke over here. There's just, it's on an all-time low. But no, it's a, Oh, get out of here. This is what I have to put up with, right? Yeah, no, every, every week. And so when you're looking at that, are you buying more trucks? Are you trying to just stabilize? Is, is there a strategy out when you're talking to maybe other trucking companies who are like, Hey, we learned our lesson from 2018. We don't want to oversupply the market. Is that a, is that a conversation? So you know, it's it's a conversation we have within our own company for sure. Um, you know, we purchased 85 more trucks, but it wasn't to, in addition. It was to replace. Um, 100%. Our goal in even at, during the pandemic, because no matter what, we weren't going to add any company trucks to our business. Not this year. It's going to be a, a year off. You know, I think I learned the lesson from. Uh, back from 2018 and even again back from 2014 when people went out and did it we kind of created our own demise right i think you know what as a trucking business this is where you want to be at and i don't believe that the truck the driver shortage is going to fix itself anytime soon covid had a big impact on those companies right those guys that that were that had the training school where they could only have one person training as opposed to two inside that with the, with the driver trainer. That makes an impact on us on who's qualified to come work for a company of our size. You're going to have to have two and a half years of experience. You're going to have to have a safe record. They're just not out there. Um, you know, we, you know, it, it's a challenge still to find new drivers to come into this market. But again, I put that on the shippers, on us as trucking companies that, you know what, if we want this industry to, to be a little bit better, you know what? We're going to have to pay a little bit more. We're going to have to quit making drivers sit for free. It, you know, no longer can't are they allowed to get two hours free. That can't happen. We've got to use your data, the data that we have, to charge it back to the shippers and receivers to make this industry more attractive to younger drivers. Yeah, it's obvious something's happening there, though. I mean, if we look yeah. at the chart just behind you, right, I mean, we can see just since, what is that, I guess, middle of August, like you pointed out, we hit a new all-time high, and we've hit two, at least two all-time highs since then. Right after that, so I mean, it's clear that the that the market is is clearly pumping higher, and it's and it's not just you know it's not just like a one-off. It's maintaining that level, as you said, the new normal. So you know, when demand stays that high, to your point, I think there's gonna have to be a shift of some kind here if we want to, to your point, stabilize the market in some form. Yeah. So to that point, like what. 
What do you think would bring this down to a different norm? So where do, what, what do you think needs to happen in order for us to see a softening, to see a lowering in demand? Is it increased supply or is it just, you know, hopefully the buyers stop buying as much? What, what do you think? Well, I think is one thing we do know is even in 2018, at the beginning of the year, when, you know, a lot of trucking companies thought that was the greatest moment. People went out and bought trucks. They thought these rates were here to stay is that America figures it out. You know, let's, you know, when you look in your back door, every city right now, we have record warehouses getting built. I think final mile delivery is going to change a lot of this up. I think, uh, you know, I'll tell you my big belief in, 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 you know, I, I guess I need to go back here and look on the warehouse side, but in what we did back in 2018, 2019, let's just go 2018 to 2020, not much freight moved. These warehouses were jammed pack. They were just full. And then 2020 happened, right? COVID happened. We emptied out the warehouses. Hey, guess what? They're still empty. There's a lot of filling up going to happen right now. And I do think it's going to be a lot of full truck load. But I do think the what's going to kind of soften everything in 12 to 14 months is going to be that final mile delivery. At some point, there's going to have to be a lot more local deliveries going on um, using big trucks, you know, that, that, that goes out and tracks that younger group of drivers that has to be home to to take care of their kids, to be a dad or to be a mom. And maybe Elon Musk can hook us up with a, a little bit of Doge, Dogecoin boss. You, you almost call it, say that. <laughs> Doge. Did Doge. I throw an, a Y in there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty close. Was not, not Deutsche Bank. <laughs> Deutsche, like, yeah. Deutsche Bank Dogecoin. Like, come on. Accredited like, <laughs> investors. Okay. Accredited investors. I like what you did there, though. You might be onto something. Okay, that's how we're going to legitimize this. Let's go. No, but, you know, adding the, adding those, those styles of trucks into the market yeah. maybe can bring some relief, but doubtful. Hopeful oh, wishing. I like it. Hey, a uh, quick question, too, from one of our very famous What the Truck podcaster, Timothy Dooner. He wants to know where the what the truck pizza is <laughs> you know what i was i saw dune today on his podcast i was trying to send him a message so i made one for him on saturday and i had the kids over it was prom night the kids came over and they ate it before i got a chance to get a picture of it hey oh. dune i promise you it's gonna happen maybe this <laughs> week i gotta get the picture out with the with but the kids ate it pepperoni it was gone i didn't get a chance to get a picture of it so big pizza guy. So are you uh, in the oven or do you have like a, a grill or even a, a pizza oven? I got a, uh, I got a brick oven. So we do. Uh, so it, I mean, it cooks at 800 degrees. I actually cooked for, uh, for tune for Dooner and the dude the other day on uh, on Wednesday, I had it out there and we were making pizzas while I was, while I was talking to him. So like, a, like a legitimate brick oven pizza. Wow. If, uh, if our boss, uh, George Abernathy, president of Freightways, is watching, I think uh, Kyle and I need to make a, a business trip down to, to come see you, uh, Rick. We will definitely discuss, discuss hey, business. Vaxed and waxed. So we're, hey. we're good to go whenever we're ready. So, so we're, we're happy. Can't wait to get the approval from the, the higher ups to start uh, traveling again. You know but. what? You're more than welcome. We, we, we serve pizza here. We, we do a lot of cooking. That's why we're fat here. Everything's bigger and everything's better in Texas. Come on down here where, where the Come sun's on. always. <laughs> there we Love go. It. Love it. Oh, perfect. Well, well, tell us a little. Well, so look into the future. Where do you yeah. see your company growing? Where do you see you, you maybe specializing a little bit more? That's not what you're doing right now. So I think we're going to continue. So our main focal point is this right here is, is all everything we really do back here. It starts with safety first. So if, if you look at who BCB, we talk about the BCBs of trucking and that says, you know, the B safe. So BCB stands for be safe, 
communicate, and if you can, be on time. There's nothing more important than life. And that's what our goal is, to, to, to make this company a little bit bigger, you're right, but to really to share the word of on safety is to take it to other trucking companies that need that little shot in the arm, that need that culture from the top down, because it's not a bottom up thing. When you talk safety in this country, when you talk safety in trucking, it starts at the owner. And if the owners don't have that passion, don't have that care, don't have that belief in safety, hey, guess what? It's not going to work down there. So my whole thing is really to focus on safety. There's nothing more our drivers need. Um, and I say our drivers, drivers across America, they need our support, the trucking, the trucking companies, the shippers, the receivers. They need all of our support in keeping them safe on the road and making sure that we're doing what we can to help them out. Larkin 2024, coming at you live. I love that passion. That is, that is awesome. I got a dated history, brother. I got it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, so tell us a little bit about where people can maybe, if they want to do business with you or they want to learn more about you, where can they learn that? Yeah, so we go to B, you can go to www.bcbtransport.com. We're on YouTube live as well. Um, we have a, you can follow us on Twitter. You know, we have all the things. I don't know him. I'm a producer. He knows all this stuff, but we're on Freightways. We, we send our podcast out every day just to try to get a little of excitement on here. Hey, listen, if you're excited, if you want to be part of a company that, that, that cares about you, that, that has a passion for you, it's BCB Transport. If you're a shipper out there, I'm not saying we don't, we have any capacity because nobody does, right? Hey, but you know what? We'll be your friend while we charge you a higher rate and you'll like it. So might, might throw a pizza your way, I who knows, your way. <laughs> give you a good call, maybe even get you a branded vest. I mean, that's, a, that's I right. think after this show, uh, our president already told us that it's a requirement for all He's sales reps to have the, have the vest on. I love it. Rick, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. Kyle and I are going to, going to finish up the show here with some really important uh, TikTok reactions to, uh, to the viewers here. Uh, but absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm sure we'll have you on again hey, here at some point. Go stay safe. Thanks for what you do. Thanks, Thank Rick. Absolute stuff. I'm about to go through a brick wall. Uh, break my computer. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, I mean, the passion. The, the passion's got to be there, and it's so true. It's a top-down wow. event. And I was actually talking to some of, uh, some even, even our own Sonar sales reps, who I, I'm included in, in on that group, yeah. is that, you know, the people who are successful with with using Sonar and is is the people that have that open mind, that have that passion, that understand like, hey, listen, we can't continue to do what we've always done. Yeah. I can't just post the load, call as you know as many people until I'm blue in the face. It, it, there's got to be something different out there, yeah. and and so that's where Sonar becomes that that tool for for our team, so that you can just you can look at things different. You can be more strategic. You can actually explain why you're doing something yeah. and not just say, well, you're getting a higher rate. No, so. you're absolutely correct here. Um, love it. I know we've only got a little bit of time left. So the last two minutes here, I think we've got some TikTok reactions here. They gave us a big TV right over here that you can't see. So we're gonna, we should have a better view than last time. Oh, here, here we go. Okay. We got. Whoa. <laughs> Hey, I hate it when that happens. Well, first of all, why are you making the pancakes on the smallest burner you have? That's why didn't we point. go over to the left and, one, maybe? And also, it wasn't even on. So it, it, it wasn't even on. Know you saw the flame. Nah. You, next one. Give us the next one. Oh, I feel it. I feel it coming. Yeah. <laughs> mm. See that? That's just like, oh! 
See, that's a bad day. Someone's not day. getting their deposit back, that's for sure. That's a bad day. Oh my god. Imagine, I can imagine he's not completely sober. You can still, five seconds, well, you can still eat that pizza. Dude, that pizza's, that oh. is, that is cheese side down. Yeah, it's five seconds. Oh, geez, but can you imagine he's a little intoxicated? Yeah, it's probably like probably midnight. He's just like, Hashtag oh my god, take this out. pizza. Uh, All right, yeah. see what we got here. Ooh. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> Oh, oh man, the, the my just... heart hurts on both. Like you're one, you had a long day. Like man, I could really use a drink. Second, you're like, you know, I'm trying to start up my savings. Oh man, maybe I got a, a my kid. I'm I'm got a little piggy bank going hey, for him. If you're trying to invest loose change, Acorns will take care of that for you. There you go. Just rounds saying. up. Rounds up to just the saying. next. Rounds start. up to the next sense. Free just... ads. That's what Luke's about. So. No, that was, that was this was a great show. I was so, so happy today. Not so. a sponsor of the show, by the way. That's just that that one's for free. That you got to give yeah. a little bit out for free. Give but, a little bit out for free. But no, they don't need it. I believe next week we have Freight Waves live. So Freight Waves live next week. And yeah, was, so tune in next week. We got more content coming to you guys, all and, day. and we'll see if you might get a little bit of a, a viewing from the Luke and Kyle show. But love it. We'll see you next Wednesday. Have a great day, people.